Welcome everybody, Nerdicons. We're back, episode 30. I am your host, Russell. We are here again this week. We, we, we it's just the two of us again. With me as always, I, I just said there was just two of us, so he's always here. You know who he is. Carl, say hi to everybody. Hi everybody. How you doing? That, my intro just sounded very weak. I don't I don't think it I don't know what's going on. I, I'm starting to get a tickle in my throat. <clears> throat> My congestion is getting crazy. Oh, it's getting warmer, and the pollen is killing me, man. Well, we just had three days of rain, so... Well, that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm guessing that's starting to hit me right now, and tomorrow's going to be real fun, because I'm going to be outside some of the day. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, which kind of snuck up on me, but that's what happens when you spend every day, all day at home. <laughs> so... This, you know, if you're listening to this on Memorial Day, thanks. You know, we appreciate it. Um, so I'm I'm expecting the numbers probably to be a little lower on this episode than we normally have, just because it is Memorial Day. Um, but yeah, I. I uh, so update us. I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna stop small talking and just. Carl, tell me about your week. Tell me about what you did. What you, what what entertained you this week? <laughs> um, this week I started with uh, binging uh, Parks and Rec. Don't you? Um, love it? I love that show, dude. <laughs> and I haven't, I, I haven't like actually watched it all the way through in like some like a few years. So it's. It's like, it's funny, like, <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> and, like, remembering, like, certain jokes and, like, uh, some stuff, like, I guess maybe I didn't notice before that, like, kills um, kills me. Like, I have to rewind it because it's just so funny and I keep laughing. Um, what else? Um, started making a, a rooftop dio um, and wound up cutting the tip of my finger. Ew. Yeah, because you gotta do stuff with razor blades, and I wasn't paying attention. Ah. And I cut the tip of my, like I didn't cut it off, like, but I went in pretty deep. Right. It wasn't one of those where you cut yourself and then you're like, oh wow, I cut myself. Holy crap. No, no, it was one of those. I knew I cut myself, and I was like, it was like one of those. I cupped it, and then. Okay. He had to like slowly peek at it to see how bad it was, and I was like, "Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was." I, I, <laughs> I forget. I was doing something, and I had cut myself, and I didn't realize it till like what I was doing started having blood on it. And I'm like, "What in the world?" Oh, I've done that before. Yeah, like you don't even feel it, and all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, you're bleeding," or you're well, you're finding blood, and you're like, "Where the hell?" Well, on my thing. on my um right thumb. I, I pick at it with my mm. my right index finger a lot. Like I'll I'll just sit there and pick at it. And sometimes I'll be sitting in my car at work while I'm working and driving, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding, because <laughs> I just pick and pick and pick. Because it's a nervous habit, it's a nervous tick. Um, one of my kids has actually inherited it from me, and he ripped. He what do you mean? Ripped. Huh? What do you, mean you, what do you mean by you pick at your thumb? Like hold your thumb up. Mm-hmm. All right, and you see where your cuticle is on the inside. Mm. I just start like 
I'll start like messing with the base of the nail where the skin is. Like I have a very my, my thumb is all calloused from from my 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 picking at it. That's something new. I never heard anybody doing that before. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not gonna turn on the um turn on the camera right now because we're not using cameras right now. But I, I I'm doing it right now to I'm doing it into my camera right now. But my my young my youngest son has picked it up and he picked off his finger his thumbnail. Oh God. Yeah, it, it's grown back, but he completely it was completely gone. And I was like, "What have you done?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> do you just not know you're doing it when you do it? It's subconscious. It's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got I've got like a nice little callus from the base around the base of my my thumbnail up mm. the inside part of it to the top of the nail. And I don't I don't have that on my other thumb. But interesting. Sorry, distracting from your <laughs> distracting from your week. Hi, welcome to Cuticle Cons. <laughs> um, so you want Sparks and Rack? You're you cut your fingernail finger off. We're just yeah. gonna say cut your finger off because that that sounds a lot cooler. Yeah, it does. You know, <laughs> and I just you know wrapped it up and let let it you know, and it's fine. I'm waiting for that skin to die, and I can just rip it off. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, I started doing that. Um, didn't really get to take any photos this week. You did. Um, you did post a pretty neat dead Deadpool and Tom Holland with your hot toys. Yeah, yeah, that one was fun. Um, that that one took a took a little bit to. Okay, this is the first time I really like almost a hundred percent got exactly what was in my head. Huh. Um, usually when I, I, I take photos, like I try to go for what's in my head and it doesn't really work out. And then like I just like come up I wind up getting really cool stuff when I just play around and like play within the like I take my idea and just play around with it and play with the figures and stuff. Yeah. But um, that one that one was the first time I got like almost close to exactly what I imagined. So. And you, you need to send me copies of that stuff so we can post it on the Twitter so, so the Twitter peeps can see it. Yeah, I'll send you. I'm, you want me to send you all the, the whole? Oh, just 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 your favorite shots because you only get four pictures on Twitter, not like Instagram <coughs> where you can put thousands. Okay, yeah, I'll send you some pictures of the ones that I really like. As, um, as, I, as I chastise Carl on the air. <laughs> um, what else? Um, i trying to think. I went to work. Had a busy day. Starting to, like, go through rooms and dormitories and clean them out and, yeah. like, start doing that slow process. Um. What else? I can't really remember doing anything else. Um, I did some pile of loot pre-orders. Not looking forward to when they all hit at the same time, but <laughs> but some of that we'll have to talk talk about in yeah. uh, toy news. Yeah, we'll talk about our pre-orders when we get to that because there's a lot going on there. Um, did I watch anything? No, I just put in part, I think Parks and Rec 
I really watched any new movies, anything not anything noteworthy to talk about, but I mean I don't remember, so obviously it wasn't notable. Um but what about you? What, how was your week? What have you been up to besides um destroying your thumb? <laughs> That's an everyday thing. Um but no, uh we finished my my wife and I finished Parks and Rec. Um that was fun. Because See, that's why I probably where I got the idea to watch it subconsciously. Because yeah. I knew you were doing it. And I was just like, I got to do that. Well, it was kind of funny because my kids would walk in and they've only seen Chris Pratt in, you know, mm. in Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're like, oh, can we watch this because he's in it? And we're like, no, no, you cannot. Um, and then they'd walk in a couple times and there's Paul Rudd on the screen. They're like, he's in this too? Yeah, um, I haven't yeah, he. I, I'm just in. I'm like in the middle of season three. Yeah. I forgot how short season one was. It was only what six episodes. Well, yeah, they they were gonna go twelve, but Amy Poehler got pregnant, so they cut it short. Oh, I there never were, knew that. There were two seasons, I believe, that were cut short because of her pregnancies. Ah, uh, gotcha. And there were, I, I think it was season the the one season that starts in London on Parks and Rec was started they they moved production in London to to London for Chris Pratt because he was filming Guardians and they didn't want to write his character out of the show completely so right, they got he's him a on, fan favorite <laughs> yeah yeah so they got him on a couple days off and I I I heard a rumor that was supposed to be that. Those epi- those London episodes were supposed to be the crossover with The Office that never happened. But I, yeah. I, cannot, I cannot find anybody to confirm or deny that. But because of Chris Pratt, they decided to start in London instead of having the Thunder Mifflin Office crossover with them. For that, that's completely I, – I, I cannot back that up with any, any hard evidence. I've just heard that rumor that that's how that started. Um. So, so we finished, interesting. Yeah, we finished that and we started season three of Magic for Humans. Okay. On Netflix, which is a really fun show because they do a lot. He does a lot of, he talks a lot about like life stuff, mm. and then he goes out and does funny magic based on that life stuff. Like mm. on one of the episodes, he um, he wanted he he took three Instagram influencers, and he basically took them to this, like, I guess in LA they have these selfie cafes where you can go around the place and take selfies. And mm-hmm. he had given them subliminal clues when he was talking to them. And he told them, take as many pictures as you can. You've got, you know, 30 minutes, go do it. And here's all these props that he's given them. So all three of them, he said, and then and then he gets them all back, and he's got a picture that he took weeks ago, a selfie that he took weeks ago, and he says, okay, so I want you guys to pick the, your favorite picture up, all the pictures you took, and they were like, okay, so they did it, and then he's like, all right, how many, how many, how many, you know, who did it with the the ice tray? All three of them did it with the ice tray. And he's like, who did it in the watermelon on the watermelon swing? All three of them did selfies on the watermelon swing. He's like, how many put the ice trays on your mouth like it with teeth? And all three of them had done had put the ice trays in their mouth. And he was they're like, how did you do that? And he, and he 
reveals his picture, he had done the same thing. Oh, wow. So he had dropped little hints to them that – and he basically subliminally told them how to do that. It, it's it's a really neat show. They're really short seasons, and, and there was one in season one that was just hysterical because he got like a group of about 30 or 40 people to treat this one guy like he was invisible. Like he was doing a magic show in the park and he turned this guy invisible was the trick. And, and everybody in the park was in on the joke, except this guy, he really thought he was invisible and he started freaking out. Uh. (laughs) It's, it's so neat. The stuff he does. Cause it's like, you're like, how does he do this? And it, and he just talks about how, like, you know, like when we watched tonight was facing your fears. Um, like he started, he, you know, he went to a nudist colony and did magic because he's one of his fears is being on stage performing magic naked. And so he went to a nudist colony and performed magic naked. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And, and it's, it's a really good show. I recommend it to anybody. It's, it's a really fun watch. It doesn't take a lot. You're just a lot of times you're just like, how does he do that? Um, so we, we, we started watching that. Um, me and the kids, uh, we finished Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. And I realized, is there not a better movie trilogy out there? I, I really, I honestly think if you just take those three movies, you have the best film trilogy ever. Mm. And I don't say that like, I, I, I say it's better than the original Star Wars trilogy. It's I was definitely just going to ask. Yeah, it's definitely better than than the the uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Um, but I personally think the Captain America trilogy is a better trilogy than the Dark Knight trilogy. But we won't go into that. Um, oh man, people are like heads are spinning probably once they hear you say that. Well, let's be honest. I mean, Batman Batman Begins was a good movie, but yeah. was it better than the first Captain America? I don't think so. I think the first Captain America is one of the best origin stories in in comic book movies, mm. um, right up there with Iron Man. Um, okay. Okay. The Winter Soldier is probably one of the best comic book movies ever made. Yeah, I love um, that movie. It, that it's movie's up, so good. It's up at the top of the list, and and Civil War, I mean, for all its flaws, which it is a very flawed movie, it's it closes out Cap's story there and gets him to Infinity War better than Bale's Batman story is closed out. So, in my opinion, I mean, it just comes down to do you think the Winter Soldier is better than the Dark Knight? And I do. Um, that's my opinion. You can well, roast me so all you want on Twitter. So you many can, people. You can't. I'm, I will. I I will explain why the Dark Knight is why it's not better than. I mean, up until a point, if it ends when he finally catches the Joker, and oh. you don't have all that Two Face stuff, you've got you you've got the best comic book movie of all time. Oh. But because Nolan decided, I don't know if I want to do a third movie, so I'm going to sandwich in this Two Face stuff, and not give Two Face a proper movie. And 
you know, drag this movie on even longer than it needs to drag. And then you have Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's absolutely awful in that movie. Yeah, I don't like her in that movie. Um, and I've grown to dislike Christian Bale's Batman because that's where the that Batman that movie right there is where the voice started, where the yeah. the accentuated voice starts. That's yeah, because prob- I even mentioned that in the first movie, it, it was a little bit like that, but it was near not as nearly as bad. Right, and so that that's why I I don't I I cannot say. That the Dark Knight, it's my favorite Batman movie, but it's not the best comic book movie. Um, I mean, it, it would be an upper tier Marvel movie if it was a Marvel movie, but there are at least five Marvel movies better than that movie. And I don't care what anybody says. You can you can come at me all you want, but it's true. Mm. Um, so that's my thought. But but the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And yes, you could say, well, Peter Jackson had an advantage. He had the books to work with. Yeah, he did, but he did take a lot of liberties with the books. Um, he, he completely eliminated a scene from the book that I felt was a little, you know, probably was a good idea, but I I think you got, you can mess up and you can stay true to books and still mess up a movie. Um, a lot of people claim that, you know, the Watchmen is one of the closest to the books you'll ever get, but that movie was terrible. Um, I hated that movie, but then again, I wasn't a big fan of the source material, the source material. Now I'm a, I, 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 I think the Lord of the Rings if you if you study that book and look at it and look at the appendix on it, you realize the amount of work Tolkien <coughs> put into that that work. Mm-hmm. But if you take the book as a trilogy, I would go with the original Star Wars trilogy over over the book. But when you take that book and put it in the movie with with Vigo Mortensen as Aragorn, Elijah Wood, Sean Astin. Just the cast they have. You you got John Noble in a in a small part in the movie. Um, this movie introduced the world to Orlando Bloom and Carl Urban. Um, the the the, the cast is just and even the actors you don't know from other stuff. The the uh, Marion Pippin Hobbits. Uh, you got John Rhys Davies. I mean, just the num Christopher Lee and Ian McKellen to top it off. I mean, the worst part of that movie is Liv Tyler because she's a terrible actress, but but she's fine in that movie because she has a very small role in, the, in that trilogy because she has a very small role, and she's still better than Maggie Gyllenhaal in The Dark Knight. Oh um, man, I, I just I didn't. I, I, the only movie I like Maggie Gyllenhaal in is like is uh, Donnie Darko. And that's like about it. Like when Joker's like beautiful, I was like, no, no, she's not. Get your eyes checked. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, Katie Holmes should have. I mean, they should have just written the character out when she didn't come back. But you know, Christopher Nolan's gonna do what Christopher Nolan's gonna do. But so back to back 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 to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. We finished that, and you know, I just. You know, it's it's the best it's the best film trilogy, in my opinion. 
so after that, we decided to I, – I decided to just – I didn't want to watch through all the Marvel movies again because it, mm. get, it gets kind of tiring. And you tire out about, I think, probably about Age of Ultron. You get tired of watching Marvel movies. <laughs> Honestly, my I was really surprised as my girlfriend – like, well, my, my future sister-in-law, their family did that. And then my my I was pleasantly surprised to hear my girl go, "Oh, do you want to do that? I want. I've never seen them all. Can we watch them all?" <laughs> and I was like, "Did I just fall in love with you all over again?" <laughs> so I, I I I watched Civil War mm-hmm. because I, I just it's the fun Captain America movie in my opinion, and I just you know I just wanted to see you know it's 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 the old trope you know you have. You know, and I'll go back to the Lord of the Rings. In Fellowship of the Ring, they bring everybody together, and mm-hmm. then they've got to tear everybody apart. And then by the end of the trilogy, they bring everybody together. And well, it's and Ca- I have to say, in Captain America's trilogy, it's probably one of the first times where the third movie is just as good as the best movie in the trilogy. Right, yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and- the, weak, the weaker one of the two is the first movie, but the two, the first one's still great. Well, even it's, though it's like a period piece, it's also in, in in Civil War. Civil War is the middle of the. You cannot have Infinity War go where it goes if you don't tear them apart. Yeah. Um, and that's what Civil War does. It tears the Avengers apart, and it makes Infinity War possible because if if the Avengers are showing a united front against Thanos. You don't have Endgame, and Infinity War ends a lot differently. But because they're spread out, because because at the end of Age of Ultron, Thor's looking for the Infinity Stones, looking for more information, gets to Ragnarok, you know, gets sidetracked by Ragnarok and all that. And then you have Hulk on Sakaar, you have, you know, you have Civil War tearing Tony and Cap apart. And mm. you need that movie. So we started there. I watched that one. I watched um, Thor. I, I watched Thor Ragnarok, which is the best movie out of the three. Yes, which is the best out of the Thor movies. Which I think it's not even the same tone as the first two Thor movies. No, and I, I can't. I'm looking forward to Love and Thunder, especially because yeah. like is directing it again. So like I look forward to like I look forward to that movie. And so I was going to watch Guardians 1 and 2 before I watched Infinity War. Mm. But I only got through Guardians 1 because my 8-year-old really wanted to watch Guardians 2, but he had to go do something, and he couldn't watch it. So we started Infinity War and finished Infinity War today, and then we started Endgame. And then we had to stop because of we had something to do. So I've watched... So Civil you finished War. Endgame? No, we did not finish Endgame. Oh, okay. We, 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 I think we've gotten through the first 30 minutes. We might start it over. But we've we've watched... I watched... Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians 1, and Infinity War this week. <laughs> and I'll probably right. finish Endgame tomorrow. So, yeah, that... And then, and then we watched... Ultimate tag. What? Basically, okay. you remember American Gladiators? Yes. 
it's it's a lot like that, except they're not throwing projectiles at people. It's basically tag on obstacle courses and different obstacle courses. Like one, they had this – it's called the Tag Dome, and it's this like maze, two-level maze up 30 feet in the air that you have to crawl through and avoid. You can crawl on the outside. You can crawl on the inside, whatever you have to do. And basically they time how long you last against – the professional taggers. Huh. It's fun show. So what's it on? It's on Fox. Okay. Yeah, it's hosted by the Watt brothers from the NFL. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's um Yeah, basically it starts with three people, then they whittle it down to two, and then they go through this alt like a lot of these professional taggers, they do like parkour and um like competitive walking and all this other stuff. There's one, one of the female tag are competitive walking. Like, like, yeah, like parkour, like competitive parkour. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. That, that stuff is crazy. And then they've got, um, like there's one, one of the, uh, female professional taggers is six foot one. That's she's a, she's a giant. So it, it, it's and, and you know they give they give the um they give the uh the the the, the professional taggers clever nicknames like there's banshee there's fire there's nerd and all, the viking and the cowboy and the caveman and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's it, it's like it's like a, a lot like American Gladiators except it's not as violent. Um, and, okay. Of course, the Mass Singer finished this week, so I'm done watching that. You won't have to hear me talk about that anymore. So you're sad. I can hear it in your voice. You're sad about it. <laughs> well, well, Jesse McCartney finished second. I thought he was gonna win. Hmm. Uh, the voice of Nightwing on Young Ju- Young Justice to tie this into the podcast. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Because I saw, I started seeing comic book references in his in his clue package. I was like, "That's Jesse McCartney." Oh, wow. Okay. He's the, only, he's the only voice actor who's done comic book stuff that I, I know of that can sing. Pretty sure that's not Jason O'Mara or Kevin Conroy <laughs> or or Michael Rosenbaum. But um, but yeah, that that was my week. I didn't buy anything. Michael Rosenbaum can sing though. He probably can, and he's. I mean, he's not. He's not like phenomenal, but he can sing. He's in a band. Does it blow your mind that Michael Rosenbaum's fifty? He's not fifty. He's forty something. He's forty-six. Fifty. I thought no, he was fifty. No, he's forty-six. I think he's uh, like forty. He's in his right. mid-forties. Do you know? Do you know he plays like a weekly mafia game with James Gunn? Yeah, yeah, he's talking because I listen to his podcast, so I listen to it all the time. He's damn near fifty. He doesn't look it though. He looks great for his age, personally. But well, I mean, Paul uh, Rudd. Look at Paul Rudd. He must. He must like. He must drink baby's blood or something okay. like that. Rosenbaum's forty-eight. He's forty. Oh wow, he's forty-eight. Yeah, he's like forty-six. He's born in seventy-two. Oh wow! Well, he doesn't look anywhere near fifty. No, he looks for his age. Rudd. No, Paul Rudd doesn't look like he's aged since like 
since um friends. Uh, what yeah when he, was, when he was in friends he was i mean well what was he in before friends the alicia silverstone movie clueless clueless yeah, yeah. like I, he must be like he must be drinking baby's blood or something <laughs> doing some but, sort of like sorcery or something but yeah that I, I did sell a few things got some good prices i was pretty happy about that selling some more stuff which will finish off next week and then nice. I'm on, then, are, you, are you doing good with that? Yeah, I, I'm. I've gotten to the point where it's like I gotta hold myself back on stuff because I'm like, mm, I might want this, I might want to keep this. Okay, all right. Like right now, across from me on the chair that I that the couch that I'm I'm looking at, I've got Thanos and the Black Order, mm-hmm. Marvel Legends series, and I'm like, hmm, hmm. Debating. I really think I should. I need to go to Diamond's website and see if any of the other statues have come out. Because I've gotten the Thanos and I've gotten the Ebony Maw statue. Mm-hmm. I, I know they were making Proxima Midnight and I believe a Corvius Glaive statue. I don't know if they're out yet. Um, and I don't know what Diamond's situation is. But they're definitely not in stores. So. Well, I don't know. Yeah, if I, don't I know. if I, don't I can get those PVC statues, uh, it may make it a whole lot easier to part with the Black Order and Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, because having the three Guardian statues made it a lot easier to part with those that that wave of Marvel Legends. Mm. Okay, so if you can get all the, the the statues, you'll part with the Legends. Yeah, I mean. And then I, because I've sold most of the Call of City and Wave of figures. Uh-huh. The only one I think I have left is the Black Widow from that Wave. Okay. Which, I, uh, that one I don't know what I I am I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's I'm down to loose figures and I'm like, what do I do here? Uh, am I, do I start selling these in lots and just hoping for the best or do I just, you know, what, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost to the point where it's like, okay, I got nothing else to sell. Everything else I want to keep. Interesting. That's where I am at my collection point. Mm, I, I haven't gotten anything. Yeah. I mean, they're not, Targets and Walmart aren't stocking the, those toy aisles, people. And if they are, consider yourself blessed. Yeah, because I can't. I mean, I I saw on Instagram that that well that um, Walmart exclusive '80s Black Widow is showing up in clearance aisles, and I've never seen it in in the three or four Walmarts that I go to. Right. I haven't seen. I that. haven't seen seen one, a single one on the they, shelf. My my Walmart still has wasps all over the place. My Walmart still has wasps and the Fantastic Four wave, which isn't that old, but it's in in Marvel Legend waves. It's it would be I guess it would be considered an older wave now. Yeah. I mean I I don't know if they've they've delayed the release on the Black Widow movie wave because of its timing. Well, one one Walmart I went to did have it looks like they got like one box of them 
and they were wiped out. The only ones that were there were, um, I, I always forget how to say your name, but Black Widow's sister and Red, yeah, and Red Guardian. Those are the only ones that were sitting there, and I think Spymaster. That's it. Can't find a Crossbones, and supposedly, uh, as lousy as some of the reviews are on Crossbones, that's a figure everybody's going after. Right. So let's let's get in. I mean, let's get into the 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 second portion of the podcast with with what what's going on, what's coming out with 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 collecting wise. But um, Hot Toys drew a lot of ire last night. Mm. A lot of ire this week by announcing the release of the Golden Armor Wonder Woman, which I posted pictures of on Twitter. Um. Rooted hair, which, uh, but the face sculpt, I don't know. I've looked at the promo picture. I've looked at the prototype pictures for all the other Wonder Woman <coughs> figures, mm. and they didn't come out as good as the pro as as like the actual figures didn't come out as good as the prototype pictures. Mm-hmm. But the prototype pictures did not look anything like this. I mean, this is the, I mean, this is the, the head sculpt that Wonder Woman collectors have been waiting for. Yeah, I just say it's like the best Gal Gadot head sculpt I've seen by yeah. Hot Toys. Oh, and a lot of other places too. I mean, maybe not some like premium statue companies, but when it comes to action figures and premium action figures, this is the best one I've seen of her, for sure. And the figure is pricey too. Which I don't understand because it's not diecast. Well, I mean, and the, th- the other thing too is it's there's there's two versions. There's the regular and the deluxe, and the only difference is the deluxe comes with a set of open wings. Yeah. Which I don't think a lot of people are going to go buy because they won't fit in detoffs. Because those. Well, this is true. It's true. Yeah, I, I mean, think, I didn't really even think about that. That wingspan is at least probably two feet, maybe more. That's a on top of the detoff figure. Yeah, I mean, and then you got to worry about dust in the hair. Oh God, yeah, that might be a nightmare. That deluxe. But it's so expensive. I um, because we, you know, offline we were talking. Just to go like go over what we want to talk in the show, we were talking yeah. about the prices, and I don't know if this is Hot Toys with the prices or it's Sideshow. I have a feeling, personally, it's it's Sideshow jacking right. the price up like a by a lot. Well, like like I said, the regular, and I, I I'm not going to quote the the price on the deluxe, but the regular's going for three hundred at Sideshow. And it's going for three fifteen at Big Bad, and I'm yeah. like, what? I mean, I understand Big Bad a little bit because they're trying. I guess they're trying to recruit recoup some of their shipping costs because they only ship for four dollars. Mm-hmm. But you know, I did a little research, and Toys Wonderland out of Hong Kong is selling selling the regular figure for two seventy seven U S. And part yeah. of it is like, um, what's their shipping cost though? Um, 
either way, it could end up all being the same price. I mean, this oh. is going to be, I mean. And that's the regular version, right? You're talking yeah. about? Yeah, this What's, is the regular version. The what? Re- most places I've seen, the deluxe version is $60 more. And, and all you get di- it, yeah, it's not diecast. Because I I noticed with like Sideshow and Hot Toys, when it came to the diecast figures, they slowly started like getting into the 300 price range. Yeah. Like around like Civil War and like a little and after Civil War, I noticed the prices were getting starting to jack up to like get up right. there. Um. Well, well, the deluxe Wonder Woman from I think Justice League is still available on the Sideshow site for two fifty. Yeah, and and, and, the, and the comic concept version is is two fifty. So what what is on this that makes it? This is less accessories, I think. Yeah, and like I said, it's not even diecast. Right, it's not diecast. So you're, diecast, you're paying like. You're six, so what are you doing? Paying sixty, seventy dollars more because it's vac metal? Like, I don't get it. I, I I want this figure, but I don't want to pay that price for it. I, I don't think I, as cool as it is, I don't think the price justifies as yeah justifies it. I mean, it's a great looking figure. I mean, it's fantastic. So. It's got me sitting here going, well, let's wait on if they do a regular Wonder Woman from 84. I'm thinking the the regular outfit will be – the colors will be a little brighter. And I'm hoping they go with this face sculpt. But knowing Hot Toys, they probably commissioned two artists to do two different face sculpts for two different figures. Mm, I don't know. J.C. Hong usually does all the face sculpts. Usually, saying that's something I could see them doing. Uh, and Maybe a retooling of the face sculpt they already have. I mean, if they keep that face sculpt and just add the tiara on, then I mean, I think you're, I think you're good to go. I think you're still yeah, that's, in good hands. That's your Wonder Woman right there. Yeah. And hopefully that'll be a two hundred forty dollar figure or fifty. I mean, that's that's a lot more doable. Yeah, I mean. And, and yeah, how how would they be able to justify raising the price on a figure when they still have two of the same figures in the same almost identical costume, you know, still in stock? I can't I can't imagine that that figure. I, I think it's sideshow. I don't think it's hot toys. Um, maybe like it's costing hot toys a little bit more to make and stuff like that. But I. Sideshow is starting to jack their prices up on on them, and that's also why probably a lot of people are not buying from Sideshow. Well, I mean, you know, you're you're running into it with taxes because you got to pay sales tax, and I'm sorry, you may not like that, but that's that's the way of the world. You know, sales tax is a thing that you got to pay. Yeah. Um. But. I just I don't I don't know why or how you can justify Jack. I mean, unless Hot Toys is jacking the prices up on uh, Sideshow, 
then that must be why Sideshow's jacking up prices. But I, I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, but then how's other toy stars in Hong Kong being able to sell it cheaper? I don't really think that's the. I don't think that's the case. I think Sideshow's starting to get greedy. That's what I think. Yeah, and I mean, because they can basically do what they want, because they're the they're the U.S. distributor for Hot Toys, so they basically can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm just because Big Bad, Big Bad's getting their shipment of Hot Toys from the same place we are, Sideshow. And that's why they're three fourteen. I mean, they're trying yeah. to make fourteen dollars off these things. Yeah. Which I don't. I. I don't blame a smaller company for doing that, but I just, I, I guess I just need to look around and maybe, you know, try out one of these overseas shippers. Um, now, I mean, they haven't gotten to the point of where, where Tim Cent is with his hot toy prices because he jacks them up about a hundred to two hundred dollars. Yeah, but he's also. You're also dealing with the uh, why he can do that is because since he's based in Hong Kong, he gets them first before yeah. like months before they even even like think about shipping over here. Yeah. So you get a lot of people that are like, I want it now. I have to have it now. Because he's selling. Because he's selling the the movie Aquaman for like four hundred dollars. It's like yeah. sitting two thirty four on Big Bad right now. And there's there's people that like. They they want the figure now, you know what I mean. So they'll they'll pay the scalper price. I mean he, I'm not gonna hate on Timson. I mean right now, you know what I mean. He's he's providing a service, you know what I mean. He's he, he's providing a service. And he's taking advantage of the market, which is what anybody who's making money does. Yeah. Um and and I don't blame him for that. It's just I as a consumer choose not to do that. Yeah. I, I, but if you look at his his stuff, his eBay store, I mean, he he does like eventually have some stuff for really like really good prices. Sometimes, you know, there's older like Star Wars hot toys that he had for that were still just sitting for a while that were like under retail at one point or retail. Yeah. Wherever you know what I mean. So there there's he's. He's also very good. If you go to his eBay, he's very good with negotiating with you. Yeah, I mean, because he knows he's making a profit. I mean, if he's making a hundred dollar profit with, on most of these things, I mean, he's got some wiggle room. Right. Yeah. I mean. But, um, yeah, I just I think it's nuts. I just think it for. I mean. The one, the deluxe with the wingspan, 370. I think that's more expensive than any Iron Man, and the Iron Man are always diecast. Ever since they started doing kind of diecast, every Iron Man's been diecast. And so like, 370 for a non-diecast figure? I don't know. That just that's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if it was a diecast figure, I would be like, you know, hey, I get it. But if this is just like some metallic painted plastic, it's like, come yeah, it, it is. That's what it is. It's it's because those promo pictures 
would say diecast. Yeah. Say diecast. It doesn't say diecast. No, it does not. If those wings were diecast, yeah, I, I, you justified your price right there. Um, and if it's vac metal, like you got to really take care of it because vac metal eventually starts to peel. Well, I I don't know if it's going to be that. It's probably just going to be metal painted, like metallic colored paint on plastic. Yeah, I don't think I for a, a costume. Okay, it's a movie one, but for a costume that's based off of a comic book run that she didn't really wear that armor for very long, do I think – I don't think the price justifies it. I really mm-hmm. don't. Unless you, you love Wonder Woman that much, which I won't hold anything against you. If you love Wonder Woman that much you well, know, and she's your superhero, then all by all means. But well, I have, me, a, I, I have a friend who, who who's a huge Wonder Woman fan. He's He's got – you know, he's got – he, the only hot toys he's ever bought were Wonder Woman hot toys, but the hair got started to get out of control on him. He's like, I, I can't deal with these figures anymore, so he sold them. But he's mm-hmm. got he's got like diamond statues, he's got um, Kodo statues, he's got he you know he went out and you know hunted for the McFarlane figures that are coming out for this movie. He's got the figures for the Wonder Woman movies. He looked at that and you know I showed him the promo pictures when we first got them. He's like, man, I can't. I, that that's a hot toy. I'd really, re, you know, I got out of that and stopped buying them, but I'd get that one. Mm. And then he saw the face sculpt on this, and then I told him it was, you know, you know, this morning we were talking about it, texting back and forth. He like, I, I, I might have, I, I think I might have to pre-order this one, even if it is 18 months down the road. And then I told him how much it was. He's like, nope, sorry, I can't spend three hundred dollars. He's like, is it? And I was like, it's not diecast. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not spending three hundred dollars on something. No, it's crazy. That's a crazy price, especially for yeah. non-diecast. I mean, and, beautiful looking, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful looking. But. I mean, it, it's it's an amazing looking figure. Uh, don't get oh, yeah. me wrong, but it's just that price is. Uh, you're starting to price me out of the hobby. Yeah, and that's what I think they're being like. They're being stupid about like right. they don't. And like I said, I don't think that's I don't think that's 100% hot toys. I think that's sideshow. I think that's sideshow being fucking greedy. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I paid. I'll tell you how much I paid for my Boba. I paid 260 for my Boba Fett, and that was that was you know it was 250, and then you add the taxes in, it came to 260 something. Because I got it for free shi- I got it when it was free shipping on Hot Toys around Christmas. Mm-hmm. That's the most expensive figure I have. And, but also, like, the amount of stuff that that Boba Fett comes with. You could basically right, get two figures. Figure. It's two yeah, figures. You, yeah, you basically could get two figures out of it. Yeah. All you all you would need is a suit, another suit and a body. Right. And you'd have enough to make another Boba Fett. Like, that's how much ridiculous stuff it comes with. But right, this but, but barely the, comes with anything. Yeah, the Infinity War Thor... It's priced for 280 on hot to, on sideshow and on big bad. I got it for 250, and it's priced at 280 because it takes batteries, it lights up, it has you know, you know, it it's priced that way. I got my Cavill for 250. Those things are going for 300 now for Bat- from the BVS movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I didn't I I, I got a steal. I got a steal. On my Darth Maul, because he he's a DX figure and he's priced at 280. I got him for 250. 
you know, I don't I don't have a problem telling you how much I paid for these figures because letting you people know what I paid for these figures shows you you can get deals on these figures. And that's what you've got to do, and that's what you guys to I just can't. I cannot. You know, you were there when I almost paid three hundred for a Christopher Reeve Superman, and that was cheap for that figure. Yeah, that that was for that was figure. Freaking out. It was a steal. Yeah, I was freaking out that I paid that much for something. Yeah, but you also got the deluxe one that came with the Fortress of Solitude crystals base and everything, like. Right, not the not, not the, the regular one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's like, that's a group. I mean, I hate the term now because I think it's overused, but that is a like a, a grail hot toy. Yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, that, that that's the proper use of that that term is that that's a grail if you can get it for under under four hundred dollars now or under yeah. three fifty. Um, yeah, I remember when it was like five hundred. Yeah. And now that's Anakin and Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith. I believe it. Do you want to talk about a bunch of people that are mad? Mm. Um, Star Wars collectors are big mad after that Wonder Woman announcement. Really? Oh, yeah. They, I mean, a lot of them are like, how do you – how is it the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back? I've seen a lot of this. How is it the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back and you announce a Wonder Woman figure? And in my opinion, they were taking advantage of the other news that broke that day that kind of overshadowed, I think, Empire Strikes Back is that we're getting the Snyder Cut <laughs> for Justice League. Yeah. Yo, Max next year. And we'll get back into other toy news, but I, I think this segues very well. Um, and, uh, you're the bigger DC fan than I am. How do you feel about this? To- I, I think it sets a bad precedent. Now, don't get me wrong. Justice League was not a good movie. And I don't think we're getting what you people, what, what, what everybody thinks we're going to get. They're reshooting stuff. They're spending 20 to 30 million to put more stuff into the movie, which in my opinion, that means they're adding green lantern. They're probably adding dark side and they're adding Martian Manhunter. Um, now do I think it's, I just, you know, Zack Snyder will sit there and tell you his art. And here's the thing that bugs the crap out of me. Mm. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it goes back to what bugs me about the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is there's a place for an artistic vision. Mm-hmm. And then there's a place for um, there, there's a place for a franchise. Okay. Um, Chris Evans made so much money off these Captain America and Avengers movies that he can do whatever he wants with his career. Artistically. He can go do art house movies. He can go do movies. Nobody ever sees. He never has to be, he never has to do another movie for money because Uh he's going to make so much money off these movies. And that's why you see Robert Downey Jr. Doing a movie like Doolittle. 
or or the movie he did with Robert Duvall, where he was his son, lawyer, that movie. Um, yeah, which everybody seems to hate, but I've seen it, and it's not that bad. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it sometimes with certain movies I hate, I, but I, anyway. What, what I'm getting at is you cannot take something that has a formula and then take your artistic vision and mold it. This is where DC DC's problems started. They wanted to be different than Marvel. That's fine. But at the same time, it's like Burger King wanted to be different from McDonald's. Okay. They still serve hamburgers. hamburgers. Hamburgers are hamburgers. But Burger King does theirs a little different. Their hamburgers are bigger than McDonald's. Wendy's, the same thing. Wendy's hamburgers are square. Um, there's a way to be different and not the same. But not to be so different that it's barely recognized. I don't even know where I'm going with this right now. It's, it's just... I don't, I don't, I don't understand Warner Brothers, and the Warner Brothers problems start way, way back with Richard Donner on Superman. Mm. Did the first Superman movie, then he gets halfway through Superman two, and they're like, "You're done." Well, that was the Salt Kinds. Yeah, but it's still happening today. Toby Emmerich is in charge of Warner Brothers now. Yeah. Toby Emmerich is responsible for Godzilla. Well, here's the thing. 1998. Well, here here's the thing that I find interesting is there's some directors that have to pitch the idea to win the job. There's some directors right. that get offered the job. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Christopher McQuarrie came in with Henry Cavill and pitched a Superman movie that was just off. The, I mean, it was true to the character. It introduced Green Lantern. It was all this stuff, and they're like, "No, we're not going to do that." Uh, and I'm sure Snyder had to pitch his idea, so you, they knew what they were getting. They knew what they were getting, and they you, knew what they were How do you not know what you were getting? Yeah. No, no. Actually, I think Zack Snyder was handpicked by Christopher Nolan. Oh, was he? Because really? Christopher Nolan's a producer on Man of Steel. But he still had to tell them what he was going to do and where he saw this is going. Well, and and that's the problem. The, the problem here is the, – the problem with DC is they have no vision. There's no vision at DC. I think they're very reactionary. Yes. Yes, they are. And, and you can see that by the way they announce stuff. It's like they announced Batman v Superman was coming out on the – on late in a, in late April right before May where Marvel usually releases the movie. Mm. And it's like they're like shocked when they announced Civil War was coming out the same day. And who blinked? DC blinked. Yeah. Um you know it, it, you can always guarantee it, it always feels like DC's releasing a trailer after Marvel's released something. <clears throat> and it's like Avengers came out in 2000 
and 12, correct? Am I right on that? I believe so, yeah. Same year, same summer as The Dark Knight Rises. I mean, Avengers dunked all over Dark Knight Rises, gross-wise and popularity-wise. It was a better movie. Oh, for sure. Um, And I think, I mean, granted, Dark The Dark Knight came out in 2008, I believe, the same year Iron Man came out. And Iron Man did very well. It did not do better than The Dark Knight, but it was the it was the most talked about movie of the year. Well, the yeah, Dark Knight are... was talked about without Heath Ledger. Yeah, no, Heath for Ledger sure. But talked about part of that movie. Iron Man also, if you weren't already a comic book guy, Iron Man isn't that well known. So they did, I think, did great for a character that, you know. Well, I'm going to look up what the gross, what the final grosses were on the IMDb. So keep talking. No, which is impressive for a character that, I mean, isn't their biggest draw. I mean, their biggest draw has always been Spider-Man since his creation. So for, uh, for I mean, he brings in the comic book crowd, but for, if you're not, into comics you wouldn't have known iron man you know what i mean so i think that's impressive how like now if it was iron man was a lot more known who knows it could have been a totally different outcome could have probably done better than the dark knight iron man was on the verge of being canceled as a comic book oh yeah there's quite a few marvel comics that have been on the verge of canceled and then they put the movie okay so we're not we're, we're 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 you know dark the the dark knight made a billion dollars total as Which, a movie. Uh, i mean i'm sorry to say a lot of that push and hype unfortunately not that i'm gonna try to take anything away from the movie because it was a great movie is the hype be- behind ledger's death really like pushed that movie into the stratosphere with the amount of money it made. Right. I mean, that's just, it's the facts. It's sad. But. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but not to take anything away from the movie, because it was an excellent movie. It's definitely the best Batman movie that's been made. Yes. Um. But what have it done those numbers if there wasn't so much press and hype behind Ledger's final role? Right. Because when you get down to it, you're looking at the Dark Knight Rises, and you've got a one a billion dollar. It made more than the Dark Knight Rises worldwide. Mm-hmm. Domestically, it did not. Worldwide, it did. And Avengers made a billion and a half worldwide. Um, I don't know. It just, I think. Marvel was, I mean, DC's like, okay, we can't get over that Man of Steel. We can't, we, we, it didn't make the money we wanted it to make. It made $600 million worldwide, which, okay. You know, I think, I forget who was the head of Warner Brothers at the time, but he came out and said, if this movie doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a, it's a failure. And no one was involved with the Man of Steel. Yes. So do you notice the direction as soon as he left? 
the it went straight into the toilet. No yeah. one was kind of like the Feige for. I thought no one was going to be the Feige for DC, which I was fine with. Man of Steel. I mean, besides the the ending, people complain about, but it's the most action we've ever gotten in a Superman movie. So it's like can't complain that there's not enough action in a Superman movie, and they give it to you and you complain. But um, I thought they were heading in a good direction with Superman of Steel. I find it an entertaining movie. I mean, it's not 100% to right. the Superman I know, but it, there's potential there. And then all of a sudden, no one's not involved anymore, and then they give it to Snyder. And then they just jump into this Batman versus Superman. And I'm like, well, what about a proper Superman sequel? What about every, what about a Batman movie introducing this new Batman? Yeah. Just go right into this Batman versus Superman that takes snippets from the same Batman shit that fucking everyone takes fucking Batman snippets from. A Frank fucking Miller book, you know, which is great. And it's definitely a product of his time. Right. But, like, everyone in Hollywood takes Frank Miller's stuff been for, to death. Yeah, we don't need a Frank Miller. And if you want to do Frank Miller, go to year one, um, which, I mean, Nolan kind of did a little bit in uh, Batman Begins. But the Dark Knight Returns and the Dark Knight Strikes Back, like... Anybody that owns those in Hollywood that are involved with Warner Brothers, yeah, you need to put them in the goddamn recycle can and not well, look at them again. Well, when you announce when you announce Batman versus Superman, and you have Harry Lennox come out and read lines from the Dark Knight Rise, well, not the Dark Knight Rises, but the Dark Knight Returns. The the thing about the movie is, Zack Snyder, like when you you gave Zack Snyder the control of the reins, Batman versus Superman. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. But it was too much crammed into one movie. We don't get a backstory about this Batman. Why does this Batman have Gatling guns on the Batmobile? Why is this Batman so opposed to Superman? You give us a little a, a, a teaser at the beginning. What lessons has this Superman learned from that last movie? What why? And then all of a sudden you shove this. Let you you try you try to do your Heath Ledger casting, which is what I call putting somebody in a role that really doesn't look like they should be in that role. Because when Heath Ledger was cast as the Joker, everybody's like, "You mean the guy from Ten Things I Hate About You?" <laughs> or the 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 cowboy from Brokeback Mountain? Really? He's gonna play the Joker? Because at the time it was. He hadn't done anything like that. We didn't know what he was capable of, and it's a shame what happened to him because I would have loved to see more of what he was capable of as an actor, but we didn't get to see that. And But to go and take somebody like a Jesse Eisenberg and completely and fundamentally change the character of Lex Luthor, it's a joke. It was a joke. He was trying to do all this stuff, and he's he's got Kevin Smith hyping this movie up. He's got Jeff Johns talking about how great this movie is, blah, blah, blah. And there's been a falling out between Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder since, so I'm not going to even get into that. But and, and if you want to cherry pick a, a story for Batman and Superman meeting each other, 
It's called Man of Steel, Volume 1, Number 3. Okay? When they first meet. And it's an excellent story. Yeah, okay, it's a D-list Batman villain they're going against. You can swap the Magpie out for anybody. Right. But it's a great story. And if you loosely base it off of that, and it's nothing with fucking Dark Knight Returns and them fighting each other. Right. It would have been a great it would have been a great story. And you could have called it World's Finest. And then Cherry picked make more Batman Superman movies and Cherry picked ideas from the Bat the World's Finest Superman Batman comic. That was out not that long ago when those movies came, like you know, what I right. mean? like no, early two no. thousand. They they did a whole run of Batman Superman comics. Yeah, which were awesome, and they reintroduced Supergirl, and they did this awesome uh, where Public Enemies storyline where Luther yep. was president, and <clears throat> he put out uh, uh, he sent Shazam and I forget who else um, to capture Batman Captain and Adam. Superman, Captain Adam. Oh, which was just a great story. Yeah. I, I, well, just, it, but, I haven't seen good stories from DC Comics in a long time since, like, around that time. Maybe besides Quarter Owls. But, I mean... I hear Tom King's doing great things over there. I, I haven't read much of Tom King's stuff, but he's been doing a lot of Mr. Miracle, and he did a lot of Batman, too. Um, okay. But, um... But your your climax of the movie is okay. These guys are fighting. You've you've established for almost two and a half hours now that Batman hates Superman. He's going to kill Superman, and then he stops because Superman tells him, "My mother's name is Martha, and she needs help." Yeah, which like he's a groaner. I think for anybody that's such a groaner. Me? Are you yeah. kidding me right now? You've got this man dead to rights. And you stop because he has the same – his mother's got the same name as your mother. And it's like – Which – The reason they fought – Also get me on this. Complete waste in that movie of Lauren Cohan and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I'll tell you that much right now too on mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman. There's your, there's your Lex Luthor right there, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking about it now, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, I, I I just there's just no direction, and it you know and Lex Luthor's got these files on Aquaman and Cyborg and and the Flash, and it's like, what? You just introduced this character, and now you're telling me he's been working all this time to do this, and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I mean, what spurs him to look for them? The appearance of Superman? I mean, because you got this guy that's called the Batman, and you're not researching him. He's been around a lot longer than Superman. Apparently, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And you're not looking into this guy? Like, it, the movie. There's no. Oh. There's no. And, and all. All. I, I truly believe all Zack Snyder was worried about was getting that armored Batman in from um, the Dark Knight Returns, getting the fight between Batman and Superman from Dark Knight Returns, and then getting the death of Superman, telling those stories before anybody else could do it. He wanted to be the guy that did it. And, and the thing is that I groaned when they brought Doomsday in and then they killed Superman. I'm like, they're doing the deaths of Superman. 
I know. And and he's barely been Superman. Like he was Superman for years and years before they ever killed him from Doomsday. And I think you're right. Maybe he just wanted to put a stamp on it so no one else could. But I hope to God, if if they reboot the Superman franchise or do something with the Superman franchise, I pray to God they do not touch Doomsday for a very long time, if at all. Like let that guy be Superman for a while. No, like, I mean, uh, you know, I I hate to compare it. I I want it to be different from the MCU, but there is a structure to the MCU that is just flat out brilliant. You know, Kevin Feige looked at this MCU and looks at this MCU in the way that George Lucas looked at Star Wars and the way J.R.R. Tolkien looked at Lord of the Rings. There were way more stories that J.R.R. Tolkien wanted to tell about Middle Earth because they talk about it in Lord of the Rings. They use it as a backstory. His son, Christopher Tolkien, who just passed, had all just books and books of stories that Tolkien had. Feige, in a way, looks at the MCU, looks at Marvel, looks at looks at these characters as cogs in this giant machine, and he has masterfully crafted this. He has given everybody a blueprint. But the problem with everybody else is they're too busy with their heads up somebody's ass to get it right. Warner Brothers is trying to sell a a DC universe based on, look, we've got this great director and Zack Snyder and look what he's going to do. Now they've gone to the fact that, oh, well, look at, look at Aquaman. We've got Jason Momoa. And you see it on the promotional material they have said. They have set out when they released, they announced this for HBO Max in gigantic letters, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm. Justice League. That's it. It's all about Zack Snyder. This is not about a Justice League movie. This is about Zack Snyder getting to do what he always wanted, and he convinced Toby Emmerich over at Warner Brothers to let him do this. And the problem is there is no vision for this. And oh, what? We're going to get six hours of this movie? (laughs) And then what? And then Uh, what? Now you've got Robert Pattinson sitting out here. This is going to come out in a year. This is going to come out around the same time we're getting a new Batman. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, everybody wants this so bad. Me me personally, I, I don't care less i could care less because this version of the it doesn't matter the only people they're sticking around is wonder woman and momoa and there's rumors that caval was is still going to be superman and then there's rumors he's not like so i mean it's irrelevant this justice league isn't relevant and now and now you've got david ayers beating his drum saying he wants to release his version of the of suicide squad I mean, some dummy went and asked Josh Trank if he'd like to do the same thing with the Fantastic Four. Mm. And I'm like, are you? I, I, I don't. This sets a terrible precedent. 
It sets very many terrible precedents because it's telling us who is in charge at Warner Brothers. It is about the name you can put above the property. The property should be making names, not the names making the property. And yeah, and that's been Marvel's. This was oh. the problem with the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise. You cannot make a shared universe movie with somebody like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is too big of a star to take a back seat because that's the, the thing about it is. It's because if he's not Ethan Hunt, he's just Tom Cruise. If he's you, not believable as any a character. You know what I mean? Because all you see is Tom Cruise. If you don't you see want, the character. If you want to do a shared universe, the shared universe has to be bigger than the, st- the the actors you're putting in it. Robert Downey Jr. was a reclamation project. Okay? I mean, his what, career was all but over. His career and, was all but over. Right. He, John Favreau said he couldn't get the he couldn't get Paramount to insure Downey for the movie. Because they take insurance out on actors in case they get hurt to hire a new actor or in case they you know, drop out. The company would not insure him. And and then and then you have the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk that came out. Edward Norton was on a down downswing and he got the Hulk. His ego got a little big, and Kevin Feige said, "Take a walk. You're replaceable." That's why he wasn't in Avengers. Kevin, he said, "I want script. I want. I want to. I want to see the script, and I want to go over the script where my character is before we do this." And Kevin Feige said, "Nope. Bye." Terrence Howard wanted more money. Terrence Howard's like, "I'm a star. I deserve more money." Kevin Feige's like, "Bye." <laughs> you know. There, there weren't when when Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. was a reclamation project. Chris Evans, when he was cast, he wasn't a big star. Okay, when you might know who he is, but you were he wasn't. You're like, oh, he was in that. He was in the original Fantastic Four movies. Oh, he was in not another teen movie. Outside of that, he wasn't. He was just a guy in those movies. Yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a draw. He was a guy in movies. <laughs> yeah. Now, now he's, you know, he's he's in in Hyundai commercials with David Ortiz and, and John Krasinski. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Who was supposed to be Captain America? Who auditioned for Captain America? Hey, we still might get him as Reed Richards, which I'm hoping for. Oh, that that'd be just fantastic. Uh, yeah, the fans. Fantastic. Everyone would pun is intended. Pun is intended. But you've do you know why why you haven't seen a Jason Statham in 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 Marvel movies? Do you know why you haven't seen a a Dwayne Johnson in a Marvel movie yet? Because you're going to be distracted from the fact that you're watching a Marvel movie. Everybody that has been cast as a lead role in a Marvel movie is being given the opportunity to be cast in a lead role. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in supporting roles, most of their career, most of them. Well, like it's, well, I think rock suffers from the same thing as Tom Cruise is it, you're looking at the rock, right? And you're seeing the rock. You don't because see he's the character. Yeah. Yeah. 
where you got uh, Batista, he he could play a different character and you could believe it. Not just saying he's such a phenomenal actor. I'm just saying he's not a big name where The Rock yeah. is The Rock. And he's so recognizable. He's recognizable to people that don't even pay attention to wrestling. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Where, like, you know what I mean? You could say, oh, well, that's Superman. And be like, no, that's The Rock. Yeah. And and, and that's where I'll give Zack Snyder credit by casting a Ben Affleck, not not a Ben Affleck, but a Henry Cavill and a Gal Gadot. It's like, okay, these aren't very known actors, but now they're known as Superman and Wonder Woman. And Henry Cavill has, has, you know, I, I just, but, but. When your name on your marquee is bigger than the movie you're making, you that's why your shared universes are failing. <clears throat> I mean, and after all this, and it comes out on HBO Go and stuff, and people see it, and what if you know, and if it's better than what we got, that's all you're really gonna be able to say. Oh well, why didn't we get that? And and is that gonna matter? Because <laughs> that. We got this that because because it was a it was a terrible storm over at Warner Brothers with Zack Snyder's child dying the way yeah. she did, yeah, and him having to take it off, and then he was also on the outs with the people. I think Walter Hamada at the time, and he was arguing with he 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 had a falling out with Jeff Johns, from what I understand. And, and Jeff Johns really didn't do anything great for this. And Jeff Johns should be nowhere. Jeff Johns should be nowhere near a production set of any kind. I'm sorry, he just shouldn't. Um, you know, Green Lantern. That's all I'll say. He was he was all his fingerprints were all over that. Um, but I don't know if any if there's a way to do it. If anybody can create a like Universal tried with their monsters, but their problem was they hired Johnny Depp to play the Invisible Man, which doesn't make any sense. They hired <laughs> Javier Bardem to play, um, uh, uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster, and they had Tom Cruise in the mum as the mummy. Spoiler alert: he becomes the mummy by the end of the movie. You can't you that's too much money invested right then and there in your actors that you cannot invest elsewhere in the movies. You don't have a vision. Kevin Feige epitomize like Kevin Feige has a vision for what the Marvel universe is going to be. And I think right now he might be a little lost as to where it's going. If what I'm hearing is going on and Shang-Chi is a flashback to the five years and so in Eternals is a prequel and Black Widow takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So you've got three movies right here that we know about that are backtracking. And I don't think Feige's quite figured out who the villain for this next part is. So he's got to backtrack a little bit to say – Oh, this is what happened with these guys, and here's this. Yeah, and I mean, what villains could be bigger than Thanos? There's only one or two, really, if you think about it. I mean, Doom. Doom, Magneto. The Beyonder. 
Galactus. Galactus. Kang. I mean, I mean, after you do something like Infinity War, where can you go? I mean, I don't think Thanos was. I I I've read the Infinity Gauntlet. I don't think Thanos was built that big in that. The way he was built, the the way he was promoted, and if, what, with what he did in, in Infinity War and Endgame, it's like you didn't see this in the comics with him. No. Um. And it's like, I'm not saying, but but Zack Snyder in his third movie, fourth movie in the whole DCEU was about to blow his load on Darkseid. And and to me, Darkseid's somebody you built to over 10 years, like Thanos. Not like, oh, here he is. Well, I think that's also... And I don't know if it's 100% falls on Snyder, as I think Warner Brothers was so desperate to catch up to Marvel. Yeah. That they they just wanted to get right to, you know, they're doing Thanos. We have to we have to get to Dark Side. We have to do Dark Side now instead of building it up. And I mean, and that's the thing. They could say they weren't trying to catch up to Marvel. They were. Yeah. Because it, everything they do is reactionary. Yeah. It's like, oh, Marvel release a trailer? Well, we're going to release an Aquaman trailer. Look at this. Yeah, I mean, and they could still be building towards their Infinity War and Game or Justice League with Darkseid. If they, if they just took up the page from Marvel and, yet, and then made it a little bit more their own and took their time, right now we'd probably be getting some awesome DC movies. Oh, yeah. And... And there'd be no competition because Marvel isn't really doing anything right now because they've they've they they hit that ten year goal. They they told the story they want to tell and now they're figuring out where to go to next. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the IMDb and it's even saying it's like you've got Justice League and then you've got Zack Snyder's Justice League. You've lost me. You've lost me right there. It's it's irrelevant. We, and the only th- thing about Black Widow. If they kill Taskmaster, what's the point of it? As much as I want to see Black Widow, what's the point of going back? Do you know what I mean? Unless they're going to tell me that, you know, that's not really Black Widow that died. You know what I mean? And, you know, they kill Taskmaster. Then what's the real point of this movie? Well, I'll tell you this. And one of the... Architects behind this DC universe is also one of the architects behind one of my most hated movies of 2019. It's Chris Terrio. He wrote Batman v Superman. He wrote Justice League. And he wrote Rise of Skywalker. That's all I'm going to say about that. And what is he heading? He's one of the, he 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 wrote he wrote Batman v Superman with David Goyer. Yeah, which David Goyer's blew his load a long time ago. Um, but what is he the head of now? I missed what you said in the beginning. Oh, he he wrote he's he wrote bat he wrote a lot of the DC movies that yeah, were flashing, and they yeah, saw. Yeah. And he wrote yeah. Rise of Skywalker with J.J. Abrams. Uh. uh. Yeah. Well, he, I, he obviously impresses me as um, a writer that um, 
thinks he can write it better than the the comic books. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he's probably a writer that looks down on comic book writers. I'm sure he does. And that's where I think they fail, where Marvel, I think, yeah, I mean, the overarching stories, um, yeah, they change a little bit from the comics, but the main idea comes from the comic and story right. arcs and kind of honors them, but also is putting them in, in, in the direction of, you know, Infinity War and Endgame and stuff, but they really embrace it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's like fight. I, I I don't want everybody to think I think Kevin Feige's perfect. He's not. He's not perfect. Um, but he says this is where we're going. This is Endgame. This is what we want to see. We need to get there this way. We need you to take this part of the story yeah. and tell it for us. Um, this is our formula. Please stay in this formula. And and he had directors who did not want to stay in that formula. Yeah. Um, Edgar Wright did not want to stay, did not want to play in that sandbox. Uh, Patty Jenkins did not want to play in that sandbox. Joss Whedon, after Age of Ultron, did not want to play in that sandbox. Which is sad because I, I think Josh Whedon was, I think he still had some story left to tell in him i i think he did but i you know but at the same time john favreau also did not want to play in that sandbox after iron man 2 but they did not burn bridges no feige uh, favreau and i think i think whedon I, i i could be wrong but you know Feige has found a team of directors that are going to do what he wants. And this is why I very, I'm very nervous about Sam Raimi Mm. because Sam Raimi likes to play in his own sandbox. Yeah. He likes to kind of go by the beat of his own drum and do things his way. Um, But I mean, at the same time, I mean, Raimi's name after Spider-Man 3 started going down significantly but also there was a lot of studio involvement and hands in there especially EBA Rod fucking things up we we would have gotten a much different Spider-Man 3 if Raimi was allowed to do what he wanted to do not that I like the Spider-Man movies but and the thing is is I don't think DC realizes they don't have a sandbox they're playing in a litter box yeah, and like I said before, they cherry pick. They they cherry pick from their biggest thing. They've cherry picked from a Batman story that everyone and their mother has cherry picked. Right, and what they're do, what they did too. I, I feel like in that movie was the equivalent of saying, "I'm going to make a Batman movie, and I'm going to start brand new with Batman." Mm. And the first story you choose is Death in the Family. And you're like, well, where did this come from? None of this was established. Mm. You know, it's like you cannot lead off with something that should be more powerful than it is. Superman's death and me mourning that character's death was not earned. Oh, Marvel, not at all. Marvel, not at all. And that's the thing. Marvel is earning what they're doing oh Where, iron man the sadness you feel when iron man dies is well I mean, that's, 
that is that's 10 years with a character i know they've grown to love and he dies you feel something this superman we knew him for a movie yeah and he wasn't even really superman superman yet you did not earn this you do not get my sympathy you do, you have to when you when you write a story Steve, stephen king says it best in his book on writing, which if you're an aspiring writer, I encourage you to read the second half of that book because he talks about how he writes and what he does. The first half of the book is basically an autobiography, but the second half of the book talks about how he writes. And he says, the first thing you have to have is where is this going? What is your end? How does this end? He said, I believe I, I could be wrong. I might be misquoting it. But I believe he writes the last, the resolution of his books before he writes anything else. You have Steve, oh, Stephen King usually his endings are rather 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 weak. <laughs> well, that, then I could be wrong on that. But I, I've read that somebody does that. There is a great writer who does that. But Stephen King also says you can't. You have to understand your characters, and you cannot have them doing stuff out of character. Yeah, the, the character drives the plot, not the plot drives the character. Right. I mean, that's a big rule. I mean, that was what was wrong with uh, Rise of Skywalker, and that was the uh, problem with these these movies we're talking about now, with um, the DC movies. Is the plot is driving the character, and not the character driving the plot. Yeah, and and I just I, I don't know. I'm not I. I the, the Snyder Cut's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's no. not. It's not. I, for everybody out there that's looking forward to this, it's not. And 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 Warner Brothers has set a dangerous precedent in the fact that other directors can now say, well, they messed with my movie. Let me do this. You can put it on your streaming service. Give me $30 million to do this. Um, yeah, and it's all because – well, they're going to get more money or it's what the fans want. But yeah, okay, we want to see it. And all you're seeing is what you could have gotten. But and none here, of it's going to matter. And it's here's not another, matter. The, the other precedent says it's like it tells your clientele that they're in charge. And that's a problem. That is a huge problem because here's the thing. The people clamoring for the Snyder Cut online, on Twitter, on Instagram, or whatever social media platform you choose, they were going to see your movies anyway. They're the people online who are bashing Marvel for trying to make money when they're not being artistic enough. Everything's so formulaic. The people calling for the Snyder Cut, were, you have them. And now you've told them, you're in control. And let me tell you something. I include myself when I say this statement. The general public is, an, is stupid. They don't understand what they want. And when they get what they want, it's not what they want. That is a problem. I, I saw this back in 2013-2014 with WWE. The fans clamored and wanted this person as champion. They made this person champion. And then everything went to crap. 
all people do now is complain about the product. Well, it's not what I want, so I'm going to be mad about it. And I'm going to go online and I'm going to rant and rave and hopefully they'll listen to me again. Because guess what, people? If Wonder Woman 84 comes out and it's not what you want or not or Batman comes out in 2021 and it's not what you want, now these people are going to go back online and say, I want this. They're going to bang their fists on their little compete keyboards behind their keyboards typing, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, I want this, I want this. And when you don't give it to them, now you're starting to lose your fan base. That's your problem. That's why that sets a dangerous precedent that you now have to deal with. Because every little thing that you do now is going to be nitpicked apart by your fans. And if it's not what they want and you don't give them what they want, they are going to complain about it till they're blue in the face. And eventually, with you being this ginormous billion-dollar studio, you're not going to listen to them. And you're going to lose your fans, and you won't be a ginormous billion-dollar studio anymore. Well, I think we went down this rabbit hole quite a bit. <laughs> um, what else? What else is on the uh, on the table to discuss? Um, getting back to uh, getting back to toys, well, collecting. Well, Mayfex uh, last night. Um, showed promo pictures for their comic book version Gambit. Yes. Which looks absolutely amazing. And uh, for anybody that, you know, is looking for some of these figures, uh, you know, hit up a Black Hole Comic Shop on Instagram. Uh, give you a fair price, you know, you know, yeah, did, retail. Yeah, did he, I? Go ahead. But I, I, I'm uh, placing an order with, with Black Hole Comic Shop to get that, um, which... Uh, definitely looks like it's going to be the best gambit I've ever seen, and uh, I mean the Mesco gambit looks phenomenal, but this gambit, because uh, oh, I, mean, I have a couple. The Legends gambit looked great. Oh, this thing, this thing makes that look like like childish. Now, did did I see correctly? There's a Team USA '92 basketball Jordan. Yep, they announced that. Was that Mayfex? That's Mayfex. I wasn't sure if it was Mayfex or SH Figure Arts. Uh, I believe it's no, it's Mayfex, and okay. then they also announced last night um, the uh, Captain America Avengers and Game Captain America. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, which is, uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get that. I'm tempted because it's a good looking cap, and yeah. it comes with comes with a shield, and then it comes with the damage shield and uh, Milnor. Um, Oh, it's just a fantastic looking figure. Uh, the one thing about the Gambit figure that gives me hope is that uh, if they have a Gambit, you can't have Gambit without Rogue. So I'm hoping they do a 90s Rogue, um, which you'll probably see the Marvel Legends Rogue drop significantly in price since it's going right. for the same price as a Mafex. And I'm sure the Mafex will take a st- hot steaming dump all over that Hasbro yeah. Rogue. But I, I'm hoping this like goes this this show gets we get a because uh, I don't think they've done a comic book besides Gwenpool I don't think they've done any com no they haven't done any comic book X Men so you're uh, you're you're hoping for a 90s Jim Lee Rogue X Men X Men Mayfex line yeah I mean they have Cyclops Wolverine and now Gambit. And I think they also have um, – it's not Jim Lee, but it's Age of Apocalypse. 
Magneto, which I don't know why they went there, because um, him with the Magneto with the the two ponytails uh, is always a terrible look, I think. But um, <laughs> two ponytails on a man is always a terrible look. Yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping for a rogue because I don't think they haven't done they've done they've done Miles, Venom, Spider Man. And then comic book shaded Spider-Man. Uh, they have the the Spider-Verse figures coming out. They look awesome. Um, but they I don't think they've done any females besides like the MCU movie ones. And and I think Gwenpool. So I, I, my fingers are crossed that we get a rogue. Yeah. Um, but that those figures look awesome. And then Hasbro Pulse today. Um, Announced and showed off. Um, virtual show, virtual toy show, I believe. Yeah, um, they showed off. Uh, I think a bunch of X Men stuff, but then they showed off the uh, what the thing I'm excited for is the Spider Man Retro Wave. Yeah. Which, um, at Toy Fair they showed the Spider Man and the Peter Parker and the in the Gwen and mm. the Electro, I believe. But they showed us, they showed us the, the um, animated Mysterio, which they put a nice wash on, and that that's a re that's a re-release. But if you didn't get him, which I didn't, I only had the MCU one. That's cool. And then a re-release of the Kingpin Bath uh, build a figure. Yeah. But in the comic book colors, which is awesome. And, and now these are, these are all coming on on blister pack cards, right? Yeah, yeah, to look like the old Toy Biz Spider-Man yeah. animated uh, ca- uh, cards. Cool line. But then they showed us a Green Goblin. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they showed us a Green Goblin, which looks awesome. And, I mean, Green Goblin goes for a lot right now from that wave that he came out in. So you're going to get a second, a second crack at the Green Goblin. I mean, the head sculpt's a little bit different it's more classic and animated style um but yeah i'm super excited about that wave um there's spider-man the actual spider-man um he's cool they're 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 pushing like that they have this is going to be their best spider-man figure yet and he's way more articulated so you're going to get some cool poses uh, you know, I'll see how it compares to the Mafex, but I mean, there is a, a Dicko style. The, the head sculpt and the eyes are very Ramita, and then there's another head sculpt that's very Dicko, so mm-hmm. that's exciting. I like to get those head sculpts. Um, I don't really like the Peter Parker head sculpt because the glasses are painted, so you don't yeah. see his eyes, so it looks very weird. But yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, I like the half mask half peter parker face because it's very comic book but um i mean that's just a reuse of the stan lee figure that came out um the gwen's cool because it's classic gwen it's not spider gwen but it's classic you know late 60s 70s gwen but that has a swappable Uh, mary jane head too doesn't it yeah which i mean for me i'm gonna take that uh mary jane from the two pack toys r us two pack and pop that head on the resting bitch face Mary Jane from the <laughs> toy pack. 
from the Toys R Us exclusive pack because uh, Mary Jane never wore that outfit. That was the Gwen outfit. Um, Mary Jane never wore that. So I'm going to pop that on the Toys R Us exclusive. Yeah, I'm getting nervous. I'm kind of nervous about that. Like them doing like a Gwen, like is a lot of them realize, oh, these figures have the same body. Let's just put an extra head. And now we've sold, now we can sell double because like they did it with the, with the cuckoos or whatever, the Stepfords. Yeah. 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 Line. Yeah. So you went out and bought three. Yeah. You went, went out and bought three, spent $60 and now you've got six other heads. You don't know what to do with. Yeah. Just so you can have one of each character. Right. Which, it's smart and also lazy by Hasbro. It it's both. I think it's more of a hey, let's cut production costs and make more money. I don't know if it's a lazy about it. I think it's mainly a a ploy, in my opinion. Mm. Um, that that would be like them taking a Captain America figure, which you know Captain America from head to toe is in, you know taking them putting a Steve Rod a, a comic book Steve Rogers head in there and then a Chris Evans head in a in a toy. That's that's the equivalent. Mm-hmm. And and then they're like, oh well you have the same Captain America. You just need to switch out the heads. If you want another one, go buy the body on another you know, it's uh, I, I've I'm I'm getting fed up with Hasbro and their nonsense. Yeah, it's funny is too is now that they're repackaging Build-A-Figures, it's like, well, there really should be no... Because um, you have a lot of guys that want that that Build-A-Figure. Mm-hmm. So you have people running to get that Build-A-Figure, scalpers running to they get like multiple waves so they can sell multiple Build-A-Figures, oh. and now you really don't have to worry about it, because you know what? They're going to re-release the Build-A-Figure single-carded. I they bought... did it with... Go ahead. Oh no, I, I'll let you finish because I can tell I can fill in after it. No, because they did that with Venom. Yep. They did that with Thanos. Mm-hmm. They they did that with um. Well, now they're doing it with Kingpin. Yep. You know they, they did, did that with, with Juggernaut, a Hulkbuster with Juggernaut. Yep. So you know the rush to go out and get these waves so you can have the Builder figure it really isn't. There really is no, there's no reason to do that anymore. I I bought a lot of shitty Marvel Legends to finish that Mantis build a figure, to finish that Call Obsidian build a figure, and to finish that Hulkbuster build a figure. And now I, I'm stuck with these figures, and I can't get rid of them because they're open. Um, but you know I can sell these build a figures for. I I sold Mantis for. Yeah, almost made up for buying all those figures. And I mean the the one thing I'll give them is at least they're trying to make them a little bit different. Like Venom has like the classic Venom logo on, like the the repackaged Banff has the classic Venom logo on it instead of the Monster Venom um, logo on it. And then um, the Kingpin, they gave him an ascot, and then um, you know changed the colors a bit. The Juggernaut basically the same, except for for some reason he doesn't have his belt. The Hulkbuster yeah. from the the MCU two pack with the Hulk mm-hmm. and Hulkbuster, it has some battle damage, but that's about it. Yeah, and then I think with the Juggernaut, it comes with a, a head sculpt 
where the the helmet's kind of torn open. And other than that, I mean, so they're trying a little bit, but at the same time, I mean, a friend of the show, uh, Gil from the the Geek Out show, told me he's, he's got the juggernaut from the two pack. I mean, it just comes apart easy as hell. Like just yeah. like you could tell it's just the, the build a figure because you could take it apart eat like super easy. It just comes apart. Um, but uh, I'm excited for the the retro line for Spider Man. And then they uh, teased us um, with, they said it's going to be the biggest Build-A-Figure that Legends, even in for Toy Biz, has ever done. Yeah. And they put out a prototype leg, you know, jokingly, like searching for, oh, I can't find it. All right, let me get this out of here. Um, a Sentinel leg. Dang. And that thing is huge. Crazy. I mean, yeah, it's that that prototype leg. And now they said, "Bam, biggest build a figure." Now, when they first were teasing something that what I believe they're teasing the Sentinel, which you believe in the like, you know, seeing it through the vision of like from the cartoon, um, from the Sentinel's eyes when they teased it at the toy show, I thought it was a HasLab thing. But today they're saying it's going to be the biggest Build-A-Figure piece of it, like the Build-A-Figure they've ever done. So I'm wondering, I mean, how many waves are they going to put these pieces of Sentinel in? Because that's a big leg. Yeah. That's It was huge. I'm looking at it right now. It's enormous. Yeah. So I'm thinking if that's going to be a Build-A-Figure, how many waves... Are you going to need to get till you have one giant sentinel? And I'll tell you what, there's people that are going to want more than one. So Whoa. you're going to see, you're going to see some scalpers, man. You're going to see some, and, but then again, at the same time, they always, that their, their modus operandi lately is, Oh, a year later, we'll re-release it in package, but the bell will figure in package. Right. So, you know, do you want to take the chance? And hunt down all those ways and rush to get it so you have it, or do you want to like wait till they put it out by itself? You know what I mean? But with this, that, that's like a really big chance you got to take. And you know, scalpers are gonna hurry up by multiple, so then they could they oh, could yeah. scalp the build a figure piece for gah. That thing's gonna be go for buku bucks, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of money that build a figure once it's complete. Yeah, so, I mean- and. There's definitely toy guys and toy photographers and toy collectors that are going to want more than one Sentinel. Oh, yeah. And there's also a Daredevil in that Ditko line. Oh, yeah, that's the one I forgot in the animated line, which looks pretty cool. I mean, I was never I remember that costume from the 90s and it wasn't that great, Um, but it's cool. I mean, I I pre-ordered that that wave. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like a pretty solid wave. Um, I look forward to it. Now, wave two, I'm interested in what they're doing. Because, I mean, there's so many characters they haven't done. Right. I mean, they've really never really done a, done a Jonah. You got a Jonah head with a chameleon for the chameleon. But you never really got a Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson. You never gotten an Aunt May. I think you only got an Aunt May in Marvel Universe, like the three and three quarters. 
Um, you know, I'd like to see them go deep. Oh, and that's another thing that uh, the Green Goblin comes with in the retro wave. It comes with an actual uh, Norman Norman Osborn head sculpt with the Tootsie Roll hair. <laughs> so that's pretty cool too. So I, I mean, and I, I'm excited about this wave. Uh, definitely picking up, of course, and. I'm just more excited to uh, to see what they do with Wave Two. Yeah. You know, because there's so many there's so many characters they haven't done yet. Um, that would be great to see. I mean, there's probably going to be repacks. Like, I bet you there's going to be a repack of Morbius because he was in the cartoon a bunch of times. I wonder if we'll get a Venom, but it'll probably have like the animated head sculpt. Uh, but there's yeah. so many characters shocker like a comic book shocker well it's funny because i i just looked up on um i just saw on big bad toy store mcfarlane and this is completely off subject you know that batman we've been complaining about that's warming pegs that has a terrible head sculpt um <laughs> you can buy a case of six of those well five of those plus a blue and gray version as the chase figure on big bad toy store. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. You can pre-order that now. Uh, it's the dumbest assortment in all of history. <coughs> that sounds like trash, but no, they there's, um, yeah, I, it's a good, it's, it's a good, it's good to be a Marvel Legends collector right now. So Yeah, I mean they're putting out a lot of stuff. Um And they improved they're always improving, but they've really improved. Like I really like this this three D head like face printing they're doing, like and even sculpting with the Kamala Khan. Um they look like and I like that they're giving more expressions, especially to the women. Like right. Gwen's got an expressive face. Um, Mary Jane has an expressive face, which if MJ, if she should have any sort of expression on her face, it should be like a smirk. And it does. So that's good. They're getting away from the resting bitch face. (laughs) Which there's very few Marvel female characters that it, it should have resting bitch face. Um, but the Mary Jane doesn't, so I can't wait to get that and pop that head on the, the two pack. But what else? What else, Russ? I can't really think of anything. I mean, I, Batwoman's getting a new Batwoman on the CW. Yeah, I, I I actually never watched that show. Um, I thought Ruby Ruby Rose looked cool as Batwoman. Right. Um. But I never watched the show, so I couldn't tell you if she was any good. And so I didn't read much into that, being that I wasn't really, like, um, you know, obviously I, I I'd never seen it. I think a lot of it, I think a lot of it was um, on both ends. So you probably need to check both of them. <laughs> check both sides of the story, so. But what what have you gathered from that story? Like, fill me in, like. She didn't want to do the. She, she didn't realize how long the show was, how much she would have to do, and all that stuff. And 
And I just think they were like, well, if you don't want to do it, then they let her out of her contract and all that fun stuff. My thing is, how do you not know? Yeah, I just. I think she I think she saw the writing on the wall. And the CW stuff is tanking. It is. It is tanking hard. I mean. The, the the ratings are not what anyone wants to see out of a TV show. They'll get you canceled on, on normal network TV, but, you know, it is the CW. I, I just – I know there's been a lot of people going online campaigning, and I just – there's actually a WWE wrestler. She wants to She wants to take a crack at it, so. Hmm. Um, but have you, have you watched the show? No, no. I've only seen the crossover and, and how did she, she do at least? On she that was aspect? awful. She was awful. She was awful. So that, yeah, it was, it was it's, terrible. it's probably no huge loss then. Yeah, it, it isn't. And I, I don't, I'm sorry. I wonder, I'm not. I just wonder if the, um, if it even warrants a second season. If, if she's that awful. Well, they're getting one. I mean, it doesn't matter if it warrants one or not. They're, 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 it's happening. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> it is a um, shame. And, and it's another thing where it's like, oh, Batman's missing. Like, give me a break. I don't understand. I, can, I, I, don't, I never understood why they can't use Batman in any TV shows and stuff. Because it was the same thing for Superman. But now you have Superman in the TV show. And I think... Isn't he getting his own TV show with Lois? Yeah, and we're also getting a we have two flashes. So you have two Supermans, two flashes. It's like you don't make any sense. That's oh, I'm going to get Do you remember the cartoon The Batman? Yeah. They would not that was being made around the time that Batman Begins was coming out. Mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers told the creators of that show you can't use Scarecrow and you can't use Raj al Ghul because you might confuse people. I'm like, <clears throat> hold on a second here. How are you going to – how how do you think how, – how do you think this works? Do you think – do you have so little opinion of your audience that they can't distinguish between a movie by Christopher Nolan – in Batman Begins and a cartoon show that comes on that their kids watch in the morning. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, what's uh, your what's your malfunction? Because those two characters never appeared on that show. Yeah, I don't get. And Rosal Gold was so he, some of the best Batman animated series episodes had Rosal Gold in it. Um, I don't understand like why people would be confused between a cartoon and a live action movie. Uh, I just say the logic that goes on at Warner brothers doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, it's so, it's so absurd. But one thing we didn't get to talk about, um, last week that, uh, I wanted to touch on that was, a. uh, I don't know if it's speculation or it's a hundred percent. I don't know, but it's been reported on that Disney Plus is, or we're gonna get 
a more Disney Plus like Marvel and Sony uh, for Disney Plus um, collaboration on a Spider-Man TV show. And the rumor is that it's going to be a live action Spider-Man 2099 show. I've heard that somewhere. and I can't remember where I heard it. Well, there's even guy. uh, I think um, they also did um, like fan art for the TV show and cast Oscar Isaac as um, Miguel O'Hara, which I don't think is bad. He's a good actor. I don't I I don't see him as Miguel. Right. But I mean, it wouldn't anger me. I mean, because Spider-Man 2099, besides Peter Parker, I mean, he's probably my my favorite alternate like alternate spider-man um i mean ben riley's up there too he's a clone but non-peter parker he's he's my favorite spider-man um Mm. so if that's true i'm super excited but i'm also like man what's the budget gonna be on that show (laughs) Well, look at the Mandalorian. If it has any kind of budget like that, and they film it the way they film the Mandalorian, I think it'll be fine. And like I said, like I always said, you know, when you and me talk about, um, like if it was in our hands to do a television series. I always thought Spider-Man should be a TV series, right? Um, and be like a shorter episode because of the budget and the special effects required. Um, you do an eight episode series, right? Um. It would go the same thing with 2099. Right. I mean, I can't. The, the visuals would be amazing, especially if they if they really go for it. I mean, you're talking about like Spider-Man in like a Blade Runner looking like Blade Runner neon looking world, man. And right. It's exciting to think about. I hope it like if that's true, I'm gonna have high expectations. Like I'm gonna be so excited, and I hope I don't get disappointed. But well, I'm about to disappoint you when I ask you what you think about what happened next. What's that? Uh, apparently we're getting a jackpot movie. Oh God, yes. You talked told me about this last night, and I haven't read this yet. <laughs> so Why? apparently Sony is developing a movie for a Spider-Man character that has appeared in 13 issues of the comic. And it was all a ploy. I, I, I personally think Jackpot was created because Mary Jane was in the comic for a while. And this was right after a brand new day and the marriage was dissolved and stuff like that. They wanted to tease you thinking that it was Mary Jane for the longest time that wound up not being. And it's such a like irrelevant character. Why they're making a movie on Jackpot. I have no idea because it's stupid. Because it's Sony, and instead of going for a Silk or a May Parker movie, Mayday Parker, they go for a character nobody's ever heard of. Uh, Mayday, Mayday would be such a cool character, too. Like uh, like a future Peter Parker who has a daughter. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, that would be an exciting. That would be cool. I mean, yeah. Instead, I, I, instead they want to do a jackpot, and then they talk about a silver sable black cat movie, and it's like, what the? F- <laughs> and then well, oh, I think for a short time there they wanted to do an Aunt May movie, 
Yeah, well, well, you know, DC was talking about doing a Lois Lane TV show. Uh, They're doing it. They did an Alfred one. Did they? Oh, I didn't even know when they... On Epics. Did they? Did it get canceled already? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't think anybody's watched it. I don't think so either. Well, they did Krypton, which was Superman's grandfather. It's so weird. I didn't. I actually haven't heard bad things about that show, but at the same time, it's like I haven't heard good things. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I don't want to see a show that has to do with Superman and there's no Superman. Right. Gotham. I would want to see a Batman show that has nothing to do with Batman. Yeah. Oh my just... God! The season finale. That costume. That Batman costume was the worst thing. <laughs> the guy in hockey pads in Dark Knight looked better than this Batman. I just, I just, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really tired. I, like, you know, and even watching the, um, even the bad TV shows that Marvel put that, that the MCU Disney puts out are better than some of this crap we get on TV. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I think I think Agents of Shield was take it or leave it. Right. Um, I, terrible. I, I'll go with that. They 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 tried. They tried. Yeah. It's like it's like I think of that movie. Uh, I think of Mean Girls where she says, "Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Stop trying yeah. to make humans happen. It's just not going to happen." Oh, I I watched that pilot. I don't even think I'm. I watched that pilot to Inhumans, and I was just like, the coolest thing out of that was seeing Lockjaw, because Lockjaw yeah. like is just you love Lockjaw. That was the coolest thing. I, I think they probably blew their wad all on the uh, on the effects for Lockjaw, when they probably could have hired a like uh, a more a better writer, spent a little bit more money on a better writer. Oh yeah. Um, uh. Agents of Shield, I say, like I said, was uh, take it or leave it. I think the best thing about Agents of Shield is when they went on hiatus, you got uh, Agent Carter. Yeah. She was fun, and plus, who doesn't want to stare at uh, Haley Atwell for an hour for at weeks at a time? Um, <laughs> sorry, it's just she's gorgeous. Anyway, but that was a fun show. So yeah. I mean, and then they canceled it. And kept Agents of Shield going on. I feel like way for way too long. I felt Agents of Shield was better when you got the little teases from the MCU, when you got Sif, when you you know they directly tied everything into to Civil to to Winter Soldier or or Dark World. And the Ghost, the Robbie Ray as Ghost yeah. Rider stuff at first was pretty cool. But they then... just the problem with it was twenty two episodes. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. And it, like, don't get me wrong. I, I like Clark Gregg. I think he's enjoyable. Yeah. And everything he does. Um, but 22 episodes, like, uh, I don't know. It could have been more of a near tighter story and less episodes, put it more into the budget effects. And... I mean, yeah. it was when it tied into the M- overall MCU, it was fun to watch. Now I haven't watched all of it in every season, but you know, 
Right. It was take it or leave it. And after a while, I was just like, I'm going to leave this here. Like. Yeah, I forget what season I still have to watch the season finale of, but I think it might be five. So I don't know. It is what it is. I just like to see that that series go on for so long. And I know it's probably because of Disney Plus that the Daredevil and stuff got canceled. But like for that to go series to go on for so long and then they cancel Daredevil um, is a little little upsetting. But uh, uh, from what we're hearing is supposedly they I think the latest rumor I don't know if the um, the news outlet I forget who it was if they're um, reliable source but. Rumors we're supposed to actually get two defenders in the next Spider-Man movie. No, that's cool. I I would I would like to see, like I think Shang Chi could easily incorporate um a uh Iron Fist into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean I don't have anything against the actor per like personally that played right. Iron Fist. I think he tried his best for what he worked. He was highly unprepared for the first season. Right. And um he tried to make up for it in the second season. Um but um I just think I was a big fan of Jessica Henwick in that show. Oh, she was the the shining star in yeah. that series. Like and then, um And then I think Spider-Man's the logical place to introduce Luke Cage and Daredevil. For sure. Or even Tom Holland. I mean, it won't wouldn't work out with Tom Holland and Jessica Jones, but in the comics Jessica Jones went to high school with Peter Parker and had a crush on him. Well, you could introduce a new Jessica Jones. I'm not sure they get Mike Coulter back for Luke Cage and they make Luke Cage younger. I could see oh. them doing that because you want to build some. I think Charlie Cox is perfect. Um, yeah, I, I can. I, I I wouldn't want another Daredevil. I would honestly go like Daredevil. You don't have to put him in a Defenders team. Um, I would build your defenders around Spider-Man. I think that would be interesting for the MCU. Um, give him kind of like a spider family. Give it because they're him... they're all street level and Spider-Man. Besides his the, his some of his villains, he's very street level. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't think you need Daredevil. I think you you introduce Daredevil, and I think you could do. I think Daredevil can stand on his own. Is what I'm trying to get at saying, but I, I'm not sure. I, I, you need the right writer and director for Luke Cage to stand on his own, and I, I'm okay with making Jessica Jones younger. I mean, Kristen Ritter was fine. Oh and, yeah, and she played the part great. But the only one I'm really concerned about the out of the four of those is is Charlie Cox, because yeah. I think I think he was perfect for the role. Yeah, I mean, and I think you could make it work with Charlie Cox if you have Daredevil in more of a mentor role to Spider-Man. Exactly. Being that Tom Holland's Tony. so young. He's the new Tony. Yeah. And you you don't have to say this happened, but you imply that some that that his series happened because he didn't have a lot. His series didn't have a lot of crossover. You, no, can I mean, ignore, they, you can completely ignore the defenders part of it. Yeah. But you can you can acknowledge the three seasons of Daredevil. And I yeah. think 
I think you're okay recasting Luke Cage, mainly because I'd like to see Mike Coulter play Jon Stewart. But mm. I think recasting a younger go. Did you watch the Spider-Man on um, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon? That I was hated on it. Disney XD. I hated it. Well, that aside, taking an Iron Fist, taking a Jessica Jones, and taking a Luke Cage and making them younger. And having Fury put them with Spider-Man to mentor them, I'm that okay with sense. that. I'm that okay with sense. that. I mean, as long as it's better than that cartoon, that cartoon sucked. You can think about it this way: you let's say Spider-Man was what 16 when the when when, when in, in in Infinity War. 16. Yeah, I mean, so he's 21, 22 years old. You know. You know, he's supposed to be in, in 2023, you know, and you've got these kids who are like 15, 16 years old, 16, 17 years old that were 10 and 11 year olds when Peter was originally his physical age. And so yeah. I think that leads to an interesting dynamic. And you've got, you know, and you could say, hey, Matt Murdock wasn't he, he lived those five years. He He wasn't. He didn't blip. Doubt. Um, and so that's how you can explain Charlie Cox is a little older. And the same thing with Bernthal. Those two, I think you need to keep. The rest of them, I think you can oh, make yeah. for Henwick and 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 the actress that played Misty Knight. Um, but I'm okay with you recasting Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. <clears throat> I mean, I, I really like Michael Coulter as Luke yeah. Cage, but I mean, I'm not going to be devastated to recast him. I, I think there might be something else for him in the MCU, too. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a Marvel encyclopedia like some people, um, but I, I like Mike Coulter. I, th- I think Mike Coulter would make a great John Stewart, to be honest with you. Green Lantern. Um just give him a good how to play off of. Um, I could see it. And, you know, I, I, that, that's just some, will this happen? No, probably not. Um, but I mean, I would definitely keep Charlie Cox as daredevil. Yeah. And Burnthaw as Punisher, which I, I mean, think they're doing. And, and, and then you, you somehow find a way to s- to ham in Ryan Reynolds as Daredevil as Deadpool, because I think Deadpool showing up every now and then with Spider-Man is kind of interesting. Well, plus they had a comic book together, and the funny thing about that too is like Spider-Man hates Deadpool, but Deadpool loves Spider-Man. Right. You know, so that would like Deadpool constantly annoy like annoying Peter Parker. It would be funny. I mean, my my my, my dream movie is always to see has always been to see Daredevil, Punisher, and Spider-Man together in one film. Yeah. So. I mean, and we could see that. That could happen. But and I, but that's the thing is, I was thinking about that today when I was watching, when we started watching Endgame, I was like, are they going to wait till 2023 to catch the MCU up to the current year? Because I feel like that's where we're going with the MCU. Because we talked about it earlier. You know, the rumor is Shang-Chi is going to be like some blood sport type tournament that happens during the blip. Between blips. Um, We know where Black Widow takes place between Civil War and Infinity War. And then 
the rumor with Eternals is they're taking place as a prequel. So to the whole we, MCU. Yeah, to the whole MCU. So are we sitting here <coughs> waiting, going to wait for these movies like in coming out in 2021 and 2022? Are we waiting for the physical year to catch up with the MCU before we start getting what's happening after. Because in theory, Thor love and thunder, you can have it take place during the five years because the characters you're using by the Jane Foster get blipped. I can't remember, but a lot lot of the characters you're using were still there. I mean, it could, but from what I've read, that like the Guardians will be in, have a cameo in Love and Thunder. From what okay. I've read, I I would love to see an As Guardians of the Galaxy movie with. Oh, I think that would be funny. Pratt so, Pratt and Hemsworth playing off each other would be like. It was great. Old. The 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 little bit we got in Infinity War and what we got in Endgame was great. And I think I think with Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds, I think you would get that. Because, yeah, I mean, they're friends in real life, too. So. Because Ryan Reynolds really is a younger version of Robert Downey Jr. Let's be honest. A little bit more vulgar. vulgar well, yes, friend. a little bit more vulgar. But <laughs> but let, let, let's be honest. I mean, but... We've we we we're we're giving you guys a two hour episode tonight. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, all of that would be awesome. All of that would be awesome. And I don't mind casting younger younger people. I mean, I liked Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones, but if they decide to put Jessica Jones as same eight as Peter, I'm not gonna hate it. Um, I mean, it's so based on the ultimate universe and what they did after they got rid of the ultimate universe what miles is then they started having jessica jones and luke cage and in, uh, interact with miles right i mean if they just did that you know with peter which i mean they've taken things from miles's run and gave it to peter like like ned and ned in the ultimate comic, the Asian kid, he's actually called Ganky, who's Miles' best friend. But, so all but, they did was just change his name to uh, Ned. But we did we did get we did get Prowler with Donald Glover. Yeah, we did. Um, so I think Miles is out there. I mean, if you can find a, a good ten to twelve year old kid to introduce you can introduce him like you did Miles in the game, in the video game where he helped Spider-Man out. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a college-age Spider-Man, so. Yeah, we're dealing with a college-age Spider-Man right now, and and I think that's what happens is Spider-Man graduates, goes off to NYU or something like that, meets Jessica, and, you know, he's like, oh, you have this will they won't they love triangle thing with MJ and Jessica and, and Spider-Man. Then you meet Luke Cage and you're like, oh, no, they won't. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I, 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 I actually was thinking, I, you know, thinking about it. Now, if you ask me to cast, I, there's an actress on the Thundermans that my my six year old daughter's been watching. I think she she would work perfectly for um a Jess, a younger Jessica Jones I, I, interacting with Tom Holland. Cause she's about the same age. 
Hmm. You have to send I'll me a picture later. I'll let you IMDb or, or IMDb the show. But yeah, I mean, I I like I'd like to see where this stuff goes. I I just with with the the Rona going around, it, it it's going to take a little while, and I'm just hoping. I'm hoping we're not going to sit through a couple, a little tedium to get to where we want to get in the MCU, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's my thoughts on it. Well, I, I think a lot of the progression for the MCU after Endgame moving forward is going to be a lot of it's just going to be on Disney+. Plus. I think that's where we're going to get a lot of the push forward Yeah. instead of the movies. I mean, what? I need a Thanos tease. I need, I need something. We need a Thanos level tease, or yeah, like something like like we got at the end of Avengers. And you know, it would tease the Fantastic Four um, perfectly. I think is if you had like the internal say something about there's a threat like there's another threat coming or something like that and they just show outer space and all you see is like the silver surfer come out of a black hole right and then you could then that would tell everybody all the ff are coming because they showed silver surfer like i mean because i think doom we say doom could be a good phase uh saga villain but i think doom would fit more into a loki type role Mm. Where it's like is he's not on our side, but he'll help us out. Yeah, I you, think so. Like you got Loki prior to Infinity War. Because Loki yeah, was I mean, aimed at the end of at, at when he before he died in Infinity War. Well, I mean, even I mean, Doom. Even though he's a bad guy and he's evil, like in Secret Wars to save earth he made a deal with the beyonders to save earth and he but then what was ever left of the earth he created into his own world and that's where he got battle world and these crazy yeah different worlds he took I pieces mean, of different multiverses and put them together which oh i dropped my phone um <laughs> um I, they just need a good doom and i'm sorry mads mickelson is your man I think Mad Nicholson would be a good Doom. I think Daniel Craig would be an awesome Doom, and it'd be so different of a role for him than from Bond. I think Fassbender <clears throat> could be a good Doom. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think they're gonna have him continue to be Magneto. But I think Fassbender's got some legal problems and stuff, so I don't know how his career is going. I haven't heard anything. If Disney's going to want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. No, he has some sort of, like, uh, domestic violence. Oh, he does? I haven't heard that, though. So. Yeah, so, I mean... Oh, but there's there's plenty there's plenty to talk about, and I don't know. Uh, I think we need to wrap this up. We're... But you got me thinking about Charlie Cox's Daredevil in a mentor <laughs> role to Spider-Man. And for the MCU, even though that's not a comics thing, they're friends, but like in the MCU, it would work perfectly. Yeah. I just, it would be great. And to have Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Well, just think about it. Okay, Civil War. Civil War, uh, Peter's been Spider-Man for six months. Or because in Civil War, he says six months ago, I got bit and everything started changing. Mm-hmm. 
And so Civil War, and then we've gotten two major storylines from him. Well, we got one major storyline from him for the two years between Civil War and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And so now we're at a place where it's like, okay, we've only got our second major story, and he's really only been Spider-Man for two years. Yeah. So we're on year three, Peter. So, I mean, there is – he's still got a lot to learn, and he's lost his mentor and his 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 compass um in in tony yeah and in, uh, i mean here's the thing too that bring how you can bring back chris evans i mean in the ultimate comic books captain america promised and um one of his biggest regret like he promised and started to but never got to finish his captain america started training peter and that was one of the biggest regrets cap yeah. had in the ultimate comic books because peter died is he didn't get to train him fully and, well, but that's something you could do with Chris Evans is bring him back his old man cap and train Peter. Well, they also established that they can reverse age people. Yeah. Because I mean, did, they, did they did it to Ant-Man when they made him a baby. Oh, that's true, too. So, you know, they can do it with Cap. They can bring Chris Evans. You know, I think Chris Evans right now is a break glass in case of emergency. You know, they can they, they've got that in their back pocket. Well, they're already talking about there's a cameo of, of Robert Downey in one of these things. And I'm just kind of like, are they breaking the glass too early? I heard, I heard he was in negotiations to come back. Well, it was just crazy. I mean, in, I mean, in and, comics, no one ever really dies, so, but. Well, the thing, too, is, you know, I mean, he do little tanked. <laughs> I mean, it, it just did. And so it's like he not what what's down in his fifties, like almost sixty now. I don't know yeah. how he's getting close to sixty. It's like, hey, I can do this forever because they can, you know, CGI so much stuff. Like age isn't really an issue for a lot of people anymore. No, um, especially not him. I mean, maybe Evans as Cap, but I mean, I think Evans comes. I think the only way Evans comes back. Is if Downey Jr. Downey comes back, we know Hemsworth is back, and I think they get and they sign on Hugh Jackman for something. Oh man! Because I think a lot of them wanted to work with Hugh as Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, I think they did too. I mean, Hugh, in the worst way, wanted to uh, get that and, to work. And I wonder sometimes. This is just me spitballing here. I wonder sometimes is that's if that's why we haven't had any any real substantial rumors outside of Cavill for Wolverine or any X-Men. Mm-hmm. Because Feige's sitting on Hugh Jackman and he's waiting to see what Hugh Jackman finally decides. You know? Mm. I, I, I wonder that sometimes. And that I, I, I doubt that. I think Henry Cavill would be a fantastic Wolverine. Because um, I think Hen- Henry Cavill is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, you know, I love The Witcher. I thought The Witcher was great. I thought he was great in that. And I loved him as Superman. And I think he, you know. Wolverine's seeing, so different than Superman. And seeing him in The Witcher, which is a such a different character from Superman, I was like, 
yeah, he could do Wolverine, no problem. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind it, and I wouldn't mind Hugh coming back, to be honest. Yeah. But I, I, it's I, getting I, it's getting to the point where Hugh Jackman is nearing sixty, and I think age has to play a factor in a lot of this. Well, getting that jacked, you know what I mean? Because he, I mean, if you look how big he was when he first played Wolverine, yeah, to like his latest as Wolverine, or at least in Wolverine, um, in the Wolverine, I mean, he was huge. And ripped like, and that's got to take a toll. Well, I mean, do they even? It doesn't even need to do that now with with the CGI the way it is. Uh, look, look at what they did with Chris Evans in Cap I mean, in, in the first Avenger. Made him almost, you know. I mean, do we really have to get people that jacked <laughs> anymore? I don't know. Uh, you can mask a lot with those suits that they're using now too. So, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, as much as I, but he's gonna have to do stunts. I mean, yeah, they have stunt doubles and stuff like that. But I don't think he, if he was getting close, like close to sixty, yeah. I mean, it's so much. Only so much. And Wolverine's such a physical role. I mean, I, and that and I kind of like I'd like to see someone else's take. We had he, Jackman was, all, you know, he's 20, Jackman. We've had 20 years of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah. And I mean, he's as as iconic as as Wolverine as Reeves was to Superman, at least to me. You know what I mean? So I, let's see someone else take a crack at it. Yeah. Which would be interesting to see that. <laughs> Caval uh, play Wolverine because he played Superman. Actually, Hugh Jackman's younger than I thought. He's he'll turn 52 this year. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, he's a lot younger. Yeah, he's, he's but still. But he's, yeah. no, he's no kid. He's no spring chicken. Yeah. 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 I mean, just for perspective. Um, Downey is Downey just turned 65 or 55. So there's your perspective on age. <laughs> wow. I mean, they all look great for their age, but I'm sure playing such physical, physical. Well, I mean, for Downey, his role isn't that physical because he's definitely CGI. All they do is, you know, they right. put hit, they just film his face. <laughs> You know what I mean? For and the rest of Iron Man CG. So, like, I mean, he doesn't have it too bad. Um, Jackman, has, that's a huge physical. That's a physical role. That's a big physical yeah. role. Well, I, I, don't know. I wonder. I, and I wonder after watching, if watching the Lord of the Rings as much as I did, I wonder if now what they'll do is say, hey, we've hired Henry Cavill to do this, but we can still make Wolverine five foot two. Uh, which would be great. It's one of the aspects of being like a shorter guy. I always enjoyed about Wolverine is one, I was taller than him. Two, it's a short superhero. Because <laughs> superheroes are always like made to be six foot and but, taller. And like for imagine, a guy that was five foot two, it was awesome. But could you imagine Henry Cavill, who's I think six two, 
just jacked to the gills, put a foot shorter and smaller than Tom Holland. That'd actually be quite comical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that is our show. Uh, we, We have gone super long tonight and we hope you enjoy it. We thank you for sticking with us. We are the Nerdicons, if you didn't already know that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Nerdicons Pod. Uh, find us wherever you get your podcasts and rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And, yeah, this is super long. Carl, you got any last words before before we wrap it up for good? No, not really. I mean, check us out at Nerdicons Pod on Instagram. Uh, check out our friends over on the Giga Show, Seth and Gil. Uh, check out um, me and my friends have a toy photography page called Anonymous Plastic Addicts on Instagram. So go go check them out. Um, and that's really, I mean, that's the only thing I really have to say. <laughs> well, then take us home. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Obviously, you know, hey, go check out those. Uh, you know the uh, our friends of the show's podcast, the Geeko Show, and Anonymous Plastic Addicts on Instagram. Visit us on Instagram. You know, uh, uh, Nerdicons Pod. Um, and without further ado, remember to keep your detox dust free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comments bad boarded. Till next time, peace. <laughs>